Hello, and welcome back to my podcast, The World As We Know It. Today, we are going to be talking about the ivory trade and the poaching of elephants. But before we do that, I'd like to talk about two things. One, I'd like to thank the listeners so very much for listening to my podcast and supporting it. You are helping me so much and making me feel like I'm actually making an impact. Two, if you wish to go find articles on any issue, really, use Google Scholar instead of just Google. You will find so many good articles, whereas on Google, it'll be a bit harder to find the exact articles you want to see. Now, let's talk about this. What is ivory? Ivory is the tusks that are in elephants. These tusks get traded for a lot of money globally. It is one of the biggest poaching trades in the world. So, but before we start talking about the specifics, let's just talk about a few statistics. Currently, there are 350,000 wild elephants left. About 10 to 15,000 of those are killed each year. It is estimated that in the next 30 years, all elephants will be gone from this planet, except the ones in captivity. So, let's talk about what has happened to protect these elephants. There is a convention called the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Flora and Fauna, also known as CITES. This convention bans the trade of Asian and African elephant species. Southern Africans in the lower half of Africa have argued that this ban has caused an unsustainable elephant population in their country. Now, I will quote that directly. This is their words. The ban has caused an unsustainable elephant population levels. Now, when they brought this issue to sites, the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Flora and Fauna, sites allowed a one-time sale of 50 tons of ivory from Botswana, Namibia, and Zimbabwe, who were the only countries allowed to do so in this one-time offer. But after that, the countries Botswana, Namibia, and Zimbabwe wanted more. So sites in 2002 allowed a few different countries to do this. Botswana, Namibia, and South Africa to sell 60 tons more on top of that original 50 tons. So what is very scary about this is that allowing these countries to continue to sell this ivory is not safe. It's not sustainable because once you start allowing these gates to open and people to start selling again, they start wanting more, and it makes it easier for people to continue to do it. It kind of lets low on the policies that they had put in place at the start and makes it a lot easier for people to start using illegal poaching even after the deal was done. Now, let's talk about the legal trade. So, CITES has attempted to put legal trades for ivory into the world so that, just like they did in Canada, where they made marijuana legal so they can make the ivory trade safer and 
less dangerous for the populations of elephants. Now, but the only problem with this is that the corruption in governments globally makes it next to impossible to actually do this and make legal trades. It makes it insanely hard because when you're selling to China and Russia and all these countries that maybe don't have the most sane governments and they are very corrupt and they don't know how to control themselves and protect animals and protect the world for that matter, then you have an illegal trade going into a country where they can't punish poachers and poachers can easily just buy their way out. So when illegal trade starts and the legal trade ends, poachers have free range to just sell as much as they want. And when this happens, the elephant population obviously goes down, as we've been seeing in the past. So we see elephants going down, but we see the demand for ivory and this stuff that you find in elephants going up. So that means that more and more elephants are being killed. And this is what happens when you have an uncontrollable illegal trade. It's kind of like the drug trade, the illegal drug trade, except the drug trade is completely sustainable for the rest of life. I'm not saying that the drug trade is good because the drug trade is very dangerous. The drugs that they sell out of that trade are very dangerous as well, but it's sustainable because on the first end, they have these plants that they make and they can keep growing these plants. But for the ivory trade, these animals, they can't reproduce fast enough to give the poachers the ivory. Now, let's just be clear. The elephants don't just shed their ivory and the poachers come get it. The poachers are very cruel people. They murder these animals in the most cruel ways. It's insane, actually. It definitely shouldn't have any leeway whatsoever. There are bans on this, but there is so much lenience to this. It's insane. These animals are being shot and their heads are being cut off and their horns are being cut off with chainsaws right in front of their children. Like, the elephants, the big elephants are being killed right in front of their children. And then their children then get murdered after that for their tusks. This is completely insane. It should not be happening at all. There should be complete military operations getting rid of these people. There should be punishments very severe on these people, but there's not. Because there is so much corruption in our government that they can't seem to fix this. No restrictions can support a legal system. At this moment, at least. With the corruption level we have, no restrictions, no policies can make this legal. Because you can't get ivory, or at least a good amount to sell and get a good profit, without killing elephants. So a legal system still looks illegal, but it has a nice little plaster name on the top that says legal make it so everybody else in the world thinks that this is okay. It's not. Because when you have these legal systems, now let's talk, let's talk serious policy. These poachers can now launder their illegal ivory into the legal system. So they can make it appear as if the ivory they've obtained illegally, even though the legal system shouldn't even exist, they can now make it look like this illegal ivory is in the legal system. 
so they don't have to deal with any of the repercussions. The authorities can't really see that this is illegal ivory because it's now in the legal system. So that's just completely stupid. Like, the legal system allows for so much corruption to happen and so much illegal stuff to happen in the legal system. And really, when you look at it, the incentives for breaking the law financially and the incentives for following the law are they're so bad like the incentives for breaking the law are this this massive amount of money this massive amount of fortune and you can support your family i'll get into that later and the incentives for breaking the law like or sorry abiding the law are none at all like the repercussions aren't insanely bad you're not going to get put in jail for the rest of your life. You're not going to like have this fear of being put in jail for the rest of your life and never seeing your family again. And I really think that that should be a law for the people that get caught poaching because this is a serious issue. And it doesn't just happen to elephants, it happens to rhinos and so many other animals for their for like whatever it is for that specific am animal. And really we don't need any of it. We don't need these tusks. We don't need rhino horns. But we take it for rich people who seem to think that it's okay. Now, back to what I was saying about supporting your family. This is where the legal incentives for following the law get a bit shaky. Because, as we see in Somalia with piracy and pirates, like modern-day pirates, I mean, attacking big vessels that have cargo on it, is a lot of them do it because they have no other choice. The only thing they can do is attack that boat, take it so they can support their family. And I feel like that is a big part of that of piracy and the ivory trade, and pretty much every single illegal trade in the world, because even in the drug trade, a lot of people only get into it because they need to support their family. So to eradicate this issue... We need to start making social plans to help people that need help supporting their family. Because it's not always their fault. Sometimes they have no other option but to do this to make money for their family. So that's also where I feel bad for them. Because I don't want to have to punish, and I don't want the government to have to punish these people that are trying to help their family. Of course, I still don't think they're good people completely because they're doing this. But I feel like they're just trying to help their family. And they should have other options rather than having to poach. But then there's the people who do it because they want to get completely rich. They don't need the money, but they want to get completely rich. Now, those are the bad people. I think I feel no pity for those people. I think those people should go to jail. They should get a life sentence in prison. They don't deserve pity. And I think that's really hard to define the two, right? Because there are two types of people that are in this trade, the people that just want to get stinking rich and the people that are trying to provide for their family. So we need to find a way to help the people that need to provide for their family and put the people that just want to get rich in jail. Now, we just talked about the legal opportunities, like the legal pieces that sites put in place. So let's talk about the illegal trade and trade routes. A lot of what anti-poaching groups do is they 
track illegal trade routes. So they find these trade routes and trade origins so that they can pinpoint the areas where they need to focus their resources. That way they can focus all of their resources in this place and stop it at the origin and along the routes. And what happens when this is successful is they get these things called seizures. And seizures are when a group like a military police or any group that's trying to take this ivory trade down, they find a big a big um, piece of ivory. Like They find maybe a truck that has a bunch of it in it and is transporting it to another country. And they take this and they take the DNA out of the tusks and they can find the origin of this and they can start to put together a map of the trade routes that these poaching companies do. Now, when thinking about trade routes, we have to remember the poaching industry is a very big industry. It is definitely up there with most of the organized crime that we see around the world. So it's a very sophisticated crime route. It has so many little levels to it. And that's what makes it so hard to take down. Now, CITES has definitely helped protect elephants. Since the ban, it has definitely helped elephants. But when CITES created the legal system, it made it so much easier for poachers to put their illegal ivory into the legal system. So, CITES pretty much made its own poison. And I really think that we need to crack down on this. We need to make sure that there is no way that ivory can be traded because trading ivory is so inhumane, it's so cruel, it's so evil. A legal system for ivory is still evil in itself. An illegal trade is even more evil because it sells so much. A legal trade might sell less, but it's still completely cruel. We cannot have these legal systems undermining our protection of elephants. I think we all need to realize that we owe it to these elephants to protect them, because a lot of us only think about ourselves when we think about climate change and all of these issues. We think, well, how does this affect me? Am I going to get hurt? Will I get hurt? All this kind of thing. And what I have to say to that is, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the other living beings on this planet that we also owe it to to protect because we've created this issue. We've created the issue of poaching. We've created the issue of coral bleaching. We've, we've created the issue of deforestation. We've created all of these issues and we really don't need, the animals don't need us, we need the animals, and we need all of nature. We need the planet to be healthy for us to survive. If we died, if we all died, those animals would not need us. We'd be fine, or sorry, they'd be fine. So I really think we need to take that into account and realize that for us to survive, they need to survive. And even more than that, they're living beings. They deserve to live a happy and fulfilled life. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of The World As We Know It. I enjoyed researching this topic. It has been very enjoyable. Once again, if you want more information on this subject or any other, go to Google Scholar and type in what you want to see, and it'll bring up a list of articles as long as you want. You can find as many articles as you want. Trust me, you will not get bored.
Thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. Once again, if you would like to donate, go to any site that you think is reliable. I'm not going to I'm not going to say any specific site because I like people to be able to choose what they want to donate to. So, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day and I'll see you on the next episode.